what are we talking about? Because it's an extra special edition. Yes, it is. So um, for people who are new to you to our channel, occasionally what Emma and I do is hop on to a, a story in our culture. Um, so way back when we started, um, if you're looking at the, like the first couple of 10 episodes, we're up to episode number 32 now. Um, we did some stuff around Wimbledon. We've done some stuff around Parliament, elections, and it's things that pop into our everyday culture. And we look at it from a perspective of what can we draw from this in terms of bad work stories, work, resonance, um, just how does it apply? So, of course, there's this huge story been happening over the last couple of, well, actually last couple of weeks. And, of course, it's the Women's World Cup football um, being held in Emma's hometown. New Zealand, yes. It's been in New Zealand and it's been in Australia. So very exciting to have it down under. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, raising the profile of women's football, um, which is nothing like having it in your home, in your home turf to actually find out what, what it's all about. Football, um, Emma, educate our listeners, is not like in the, even the top five, really, in New Zealand. <laughs> no way. No way, Jose. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, we're world champions in rugby, women's rugby yep. Yep. <laughs> and men's rugby. But, you know, yeah, football's not really much, uh, yeah, doesn't have a high profile. Yeah. Or a Netball's our game. Yeah. Netball's our game for the women. And unfortunately, we lost in the World Cup. We, we crashed out this year, too. Anyway, it's not about netball. It's about soccer football. or soccer, 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 as it's called in the US or um, in um, Australia and in New Zealand. So the other part that's uh, being shared between Australia and New Zealand, and it's the same situation in Australia that football or, or soccer has a much lower profile. Uh, but all of that is changing because as of um, a couple of days ago, we now have. Australia is playing England in the semifinals tomorrow. So Whoa. by the time you're listening to this, there will be a, a new holder of the World Cup because okay. the defending champions um, are, are out. Are out mm. And that's another story. But why are we, <laughs> why are we talking about um, football? Yes, why are we talking about we this talking about women's football? World Cup? Well, apart from the Tell fact me. that you've been Tell listening me. for a while, you know that I particularly like to talk about uh, sports and the lessons. Uh, that we draw from that, it's it's kind of like there's so much good stuff happening around, mm -hmm. you know, the PR and not only the PR, but, you know, the feel-good factor and what we see on our screens around, you know, the elevation of women's sport, uh, particularly totally. in the genre, um, what we're yeah. seeing in terms of, um, you know, new countries' representation coming in. I mean, the rise of a country like Morocco, you know, the first oh, player yeah. playing in a hijab, um, the yeah. story of Colombia and, you know, their fans and what they've been able to achieve. And then, of course, we have the falling out of the big guns, which is, you know, all the tension and storylines that you love to make it exciting. But behind all that really good stuff, there is some dark shadow stories. Like these are the bad yeah. work stories that are going on that on the show we wanted, you know, we just want to like highlight that it's not all, ro you know, it's not all rose-coloured no. stuff here. And there is some serious stuff going on um, that mm. kind of gets forgotten a little bit when we're talking about, I mean, I couldn't believe it today, Emma. Oh, uh, right. You would have woken up to maybe, well, you've just woken up. So 
but there's talk in Spain that if they win, to be a national holiday. Wow. And one of the commentators was talking about England saying, oh, you know, would um, would England want that if they won? And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, right? You know, they're talking about, oh, would the prime minister give them uh, a public holiday? And I'm thinking, well, the prime minister can't even do anything about equity of pay. You know, yeah. uh, let, let, let's cut to the chase. You know, like, I mean, you know, that's it, the kind of stuff that we're we're working with here, and it's and it's crap, yeah. right? Yep. So, um, so what we wanted, to, so I've I've highlighted, um, is, yeah. I tell you, tell me, tell me, what what is going on under the surface that under may surface, right. under so, the, all that glory? What is going on yeah. that's that, that and, really has you concerned? And I think the the other thing is why are we talking about the stuff that's going on under the valley? And I and it, for me, it pays to the resilience of these women's sports, um, yeah. you know, sports players, you know, these sports women, that there's so much noise that yes. they still manage to deliver the goods on the pitch. Yeah. And if anyone's, you know, um, familiar with the work of Tim Galway, which uh, wrote The Inner Game of Tennis, he was the, you know, back in the 70s, you know, he talked about, you know, performance equals potential minus take away all the interferences or the distractions. And mm-hmm. typically that was what was going on in our heads. But in these, this case around the World Cup, we have so much external going on as well. Right? Yeah. So it's just really a, a heads up and a celebration of, you know, the crap that, that these women through loads of countries putting up yeah. with and they still manage to do it on the on the pitch and still deliver that high performance so a celebratory heads oh, off to all these amazing uh, players and the coaching staff that are supporting them and of course all the extended family so um yeah so that's kind of the opening piece so um and, yeah. yeah is anything do you pick up anything from there emma to add or? no no I, I just say that i think that you're right i mean we don't realize when um at this level the commitment um yeah. and you know the fact that they are away from families often and you know the dedication i mean they're putting on a truly um fantastic spectacle yeah. And, and yeah they're performing high levels so um yeah, all kudos to to these women for the work, and they've done it. And I know you're going to come to this with much lower um, pay <laughs> and conditions um, than than their counterparts. And yeah, so yeah, totally. Well, let's kick off with that because um, yeah. you know the. Uh, I mean, this is a staggering stat, right? FIFA has, gives the men four times, four mm. times what they are giving out to the woman. So I think the stats are something like 400 million versus 100, 110, four, you know, it's kind of like that, 400 million to 100 million wow. is what the World Cup, you know, FIFA, who's the governing body of World Cup, um, will make available to the players four times, yeah. right? And, of course, there's all this dialogue, you know, I mean, I've even heard it and, you know, kind of, um, you know, family members talking about stuff, you know, um, that, that of course, well, you know, the men's game is so much bigger. Well, isn't that interesting around what happened around Euros and what's happening now? And even from a principal perspective, you know, like in terms of, you know, we, we have, you know, Champions League winners, the best players in the world can't afford their mortgages. You know, mm-hmm. not not all in this. There's kind of a huge continuum of pay, like, you know, before yeah. anyone goes, oh, but this player's getting this and this player's getting it. Yes, they are. 
but they're few and far between. And the majority mm. of football players are on what we would consider to be a minimum wage. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and that's, you know, and as you just said, the entertainment, the, 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 the kind of, um, you know, what these women are giving us and the commitment and training and sacrifices. Totally. And, and for FIFA, the, the fact that they're raising the profile of the sport. And so it's like, you know, even when you think about, you know, the fact of what the work they're doing for football in the world and for them to just, you know, not be recognised financially, you know, it, that's that's appalling. It really wow. is. Yeah, there, there's, there's some talk around like FIFA were really late, you know, getting the broadcasting deals done for, for this cup. And, of course, that's revenue. Right. So, you know, there's, there's, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, where, what was missing for me was that, um, you know, would it kill FIFA to come out and go, we are 100% behind, you know, pay equity for our women's teams. And this is how we're going to really make a statement and, and bridge gaps. No. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I think, we could do whole, I think we could do a whole series on FIFA. <laughs> So that's kind of main FIFA. And the other thing around FIFA was that um, how are they going to distribute that pay, right? So yeah. originally the talk was that every individual woman player would um, get a, a package, right, which I think was around 30000 US dollars. And then the talk changed to it going to each country's federation. And, of course, for some women, particularly in some particular countries like South America, um, are really concerned about will they actually get the money. Mm. Right? And this is life-changing for, for women, right? So, yeah. I mean, these, you know, so these players. So, so that, again, is a level of complication and confusion. And, you know, mm. I mean, even the stories of, you know, um, I think of the team from Haiti needed to crowdfund, and I might, might have the wrong team there, but there was a crowdfunding on Jamaica, crowdfunding yeah. to get them to the game, you know, and the joy and, and you know, what, what they brought, you know, to to us as, as you know, people who love the game. The other uh, little interesting piece or two more on the commercials was Canada. Uh, and you think, oh, Canada's, you know, a progressive country, um, you know, what could have been going on there? But interesting enough, they too didn't get the support that they their um, local body felt that they were entitled to, despite being the 2021 gold medal champions of the world in Olympic history, right, you know, for that yeah. Olympic Games. And they got less, they were asked to prepare for, you know, to be world-class with less support than the men got. Last year, wow, so you know, and they they went to Parliament. They, you know, if anyone's interested, you know, you um, have a look online. But you know, there was some, um, you know, how the media reported something that went down with one of these ministers, and the language was shocking. Like, what what is this captain bitching about? Like, Crazy. You know, I mean, he has since apologized and retracted and da 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 da. But there's still this stuff going on. And then yeah. the last little example on this commercial piece was um, football shirt sales, right? Big generating money, you know, also helps the players. That Nike, for some reason, decided not to produce for sale the number one goalkeeper in the world, uh, which happens to be the English goalkeeper, Mary Earl, um, her, um, her outfit, you know, her, her kit for, for being what? a goalkeeper. What was that? 
they don't. It's just that it's not available for sale. And so, you know, young boys and girls who want to, you know, want to support mm. that and are so keen on and can't buy it, right? Just and, you know, if, if they're, you know, the, the kind of, you know, callback on that is, oh, well, you know, sales. But she is the top, I think she's the number three selling shirt at Manchester United. She's the best, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, it's just crazy. It's just absolutely doesn't strange. make any financial sense at all, does it, for Nike? What, what are they up to? So, again, you know, so lots of stuff going on. And so all of this noise around it, and even in the England team, you know, the um, there's, there's an ongoing issue that hasn't been resolved around player bonuses. And so whether that they will get player bonuses or not, right? And we're talking about this is the Euros champions who are now in the semifinals and, and they still don't know if they're going to get player bonuses. So they mm. put their talks on hold because they hadn't been resolved going into the start of the World Cup. And so this mm. is will be, you know, after, you know, after hopefully, you know, the final. But again, you know, like the commitment of, of these bodies to actually give everyone the best possible chance to prepare and work and, you know, do without the noise, without the interference. But, hey, yeah. no, let's not, you know. So it, it's the misalignment of agendas, I think, is what, you know, what is, is disappointing, you know. So, I mean, yeah. So how are we going to make this good? What, what you? I think you've probably got some good ideas, Karina, to um, help yes, that help out. Sweating like um, anything in here. Sweating um, like you're in the hot shop. I am. I'm in, I'm in the hot studio and, I, you know, menopause or sweat and um, and there's no aircon on. Right, so I have my little fan, my little, little, little fan. Whereas, whereas I've got the sun behind me and I'm loving it because it's warming me up from a very oh, cold I'll night. Send you, I'll send you, send you some, some um, warmth. Give me some sunshine yeah. or some more, yeah. or more warmth, actually. So I think, you know, like, I mean, I think it's, you know, like it's really hard to know what the resolution of that is apart from the obvious for me, which is if you love the sport, support it. You know, like be informed, you know, be informed of this sort of stuff, you know, yeah. um, and, and if, if social media is your thing, you know, and you like to kind of, you know, put comments out, um, but buy tickets, buy tickets yes. to to go and see, you know, um, support, support their shirts, support, you know, players put books out, right, you know, um, yeah. you know, read, support, listen, um, you know, doing all those sort of things. And um and I think the other thing is to turn the reflection into what's happening in your workplace, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So what are the issues that are mm -hmm. not being resolved that could be resolved if we had a more of a commitment to let go or, or get rid of the interference or the noise um, yeah. in, in and around, you know, what's going on in, in your workplace, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Does there anything pop up for you? Yeah, well, I'm just thinking like, you know, we often, we, we are performing well in our workplaces mostly and we go in there and we're putting, you know, the, the concerns we have aside and you talked about, you know, financial concerns. Mm. I mean, you know, this is a harder time for most people at the moment, you know, for mm. mortgage rates are increasing and cost of living is increasing and, you know, there are pressures on people and yet we still have to walk into our workplaces and perform the, our best. So I think, you know, 
being a, a workplace where you know you understand holistically how to support people um, and you know providing you know some sense of financial um, support and I don't mean paying more necessarily I mean maybe um, having access to some financial um, support um, advice and things like that so yeah. I think there's ways in which um, workplaces can support people um, financially um, and good workplaces do this, you know, they do provide, you know, ability. So I think that, you know, a, a good employer, and if you're a leader, ensuring that, you know, people are financially okay, mm. um, you know, budgeting help is, is something an employer can provide as part of their well-being packages. It's not just all about, you know, the fruit in the kitchen. It's not all about, you know, that sort of stuff. So yeah. anyway, I just, while we were talking financial stuff, I thought, you know, it's, yeah, a, it's a reminder. And I think the word that comes up for me while you were talking, you know, was is the politics. You know, mm. how do you remove, how can you remove the politics to really focus on what people need? You know, clarity, yeah. um, you know, quiet, no noise, you know, um, resolution of issues. You know, and take the shame, take the shame away from, you know, from these things like, you know, oh. take away, you know, that being vulnerable when, you know, you have to ask for help is, you know, really a, a tough thing. But, you know, mm. to feel shame because you, you know, you're struggling um, for whatever reason. I mean, let's, yeah, we should take some of that stuff away. Where, yeah. you know. And I think the other piece is, you know, does your team have the resources it needs for success? You know, yeah. so, the, and that's, you know, like with the Canadian example um, and there's many other, you know, other other teams, you know, around how are we setting our teams up for success? Do we have the resources available to do that? And then if we don't, how can we get creative around providing the totally. hygienic needs getting in there? So that's on that's on the commercial. But the that's other big thing, um, the second piece I just wanted to, to share was around culture. Right, and as you know, listening on our channel here, we we yeah, we love culture. We're always talking about culture and purpose, and um, so part of the part of the you know kind of the bad work story around culture has been um, around players feeling, in particular squads, uh, that they have not been heard, and you know this has brought that drama and noise you know before the World Cup and into it. And some kind of really interesting, you know, well, interesting, quote, unquote, kind of things, you know, um, the captain of the Irish team tweeting a picture of a mouth with a zip across it after a game out of a, uh, out of a, a fallout with the coach. We've got the Spanish team, although they had a great result today, right? So that's interesting around the what, but the how. Mm. The background mm. of that team, you know, in September last year, you know, 50 members of their squad, including all their best players, wanted to resign, like resign mm. from the national team because of the mm. working conditions that they believed was not supportive of them, not, you know, supporting them emotionally or physically, and the inability of the coach to actually listen to them and for them to be heard. Wow. And then it was just a huge, you know, bureaucratic, hierarchical, you know, the Spanish, you know, authorities got involved and then the coach, you know, and it was kind of like no player will have the power to upset this kind of, you know, chain of command. And and as a result of that, wow. that uh, 12 players did not come to this World Cup. But, but three did 
And thankfully for Spain, the depth of their squad, which is, of course, the resources mm -hmm. and support that the country has put into women's football, um, allowed them to actually have exciting young new players come through. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and so, but again, it's, it's uh, you know, like, God, I'd just love to know more about what was happening in, in that. Um, but, yeah, but I think it's very interesting because half of, you know, like even today during the game, um, the commentators were talking about they found it really weird that apparently half of Spain wanted them to win and the other half didn't because of this drama. Oh, really? Being uh, around the coach, yeah. right? So they'll be glorified if they win and, and you know, and then, and this has happened so often, doesn't it? You know, we see this in business as well. When a team performs something well and yet we know underneath that this is a huge human fallout, we know that there's, there's pain and struggle and, and yet, you know, the glory comes and, and, you know, the end does not outweigh the means. You know, this is about, you know, you might get across the line, you might be the world champions, but if you're underneath completely deconstructed and, and you know, um, yeah. suffering, then it does not, it does not outweigh, you know, the end. So, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and one of the key players, you know, when she was writing about this said, it is killing me inside not yeah. to be attending the World Cup, right? Can you imagine that, you know? But she said, my values have to come first. Right. You know, and that, that is a yeah. huge, huge, you know, ask. I mean, well, huge commitment, right? But there's another another team that has a similar thing go down, right, a player revolt, which was the French. Oh, really? <laughs> and but They, they love it. The but French they, love to protest. <laughs> yeah, but they dealt with it differently which is um, that their captain resigned and, um, you know, their, their reports are, like, incredible. It's like in 2019 they were, um, they were actually the, the French national team were actually crying in their bedrooms during oh. the tournament because of what was going down in the tension that was operating between the coach and the players. And oh. so they did a players' revolt, but their federation dealt with it differently, did a whole investigation, um, which then resulted in that coach being asked to resign uh, or being fired, and they brought in a more collaborative, listening, unity, we're all in this together, and, you know, we support each other to to lift up each other kind of philosophy. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's how they dealt with that. So um, fascinating, right? <laughs> Fascinating, yeah. Oh God, I mean, I just such a different approach, though. Yep, exactly. And then, then I was just checking the other one. I want to just briefly touch on the US of A, and yeah. they their culture. And again, you know, like this is just snippets that we we get. But they they had a terrible tournament. Um, but if you there's you know some stuff around um, too much focus on social media, too much focus on how many followers you have too much focus on, you know, photo shoots, but also around how the platform, the in the influence of one player um, who brought quite an activist, um, you know, um, standing up for women's rights and gender pay equity and um, and where the agenda was more about that than the football. Now, was it, who knows, um, was it just the timing of, of, you know, older players, et cetera, so who knows? But 
Mm. And it was a lot of noise. Again, the noise, the mm. interference around this, you know, yeah. that distracts yeah. from actually the football, right, which is, yeah. you know, the love of the game and what we're here to do. And that is in, kind of like in huge contrast, you know, to what we're seeing in kind of the Australian camp and the um, particularly the English camp, which is a lot of joy, a lot of focus, a lot of um, calmness. Mm. You know, and it, mm. it's just that whole, um, it, it's a very, very, it see, you've seen some of the outside looking in quite a different vibe. So, so again, yeah. um, what do we take from that? You know, like, yeah, what are we going to make? How are we going to make this good? <laughs> what, what can we do? What do we, we extract? Well, I think it's, um, again, it's like, what do we extract into our own teams and our yeah. own leadership styles? And I think the big themes out of that is, you know, when people are upset on your team, how are you responding as a leader? You know, yeah. is it the autocratic, you know? You yeah, know, pull yourself together, get on with it, you know. <laughs> or is it is it more inclusive and exploratory and, um, you know, yeah. like how how do we and, and how do we approach tension and conflict in teams? Yeah. You know, yeah. and we've, we've done a couple of things around conflict mm. and, um, you know, listening. And to again, you know, conflict. So often we see in teams that conflict's avoided mm. and it's seen oh. as a bad thing. Now, conflict is a normal part of life. We are bumping up against stuff all the time, but it's how we handle conflict, right? It, and, exactly. you know, often in teams it becomes very personal. Mm. Now, when it's becoming personal, then it's not dealing with the issue. It's dealing, you know, it's taking it to a place where it's not going to be productive and um, so we need to always remember that, you know, identifying the issue is a, that's the first step in conflict. <laughs> it's not just like trying to beat someone down until someone gives in. Um, you know, it's really, I, you know, I, I can't talk enough about how conflict needs to yeah. be worked, um, worked well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think yeah. everything, again, comes back to culture. Like, you know, what is mm. the explicit culture in your teams that, either allows people, you know, like all of the stuff was fessing, you know, like bubbling away and then it's got huge and blown up and dramatic where, yes. you know, what was what could have been happening around, you know, honest dialogue, you know, getting, yeah. you know, talking through these tensions, you know. Um, you yeah, know having stop as the you drama, said, guys. We've got to stop the drama. Yeah, it's exhausting. Exactly. It's exhausting and, and it, it, it's an interference, right? It takes away from your ability to unleash your potential and really perform and, 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 and you know, in the sport that every single one of these players is so committed to, they love, you know, they've dreamed of being in a World Cup all their life yes. and here they are yes. and doing an amazing, amazing job and I just feel like, wow, if, if you know, given all of this stuff going down, they still are able to pull through and um, such totally. credit, absolute credit to every one of them. So, yeah, yeah. that's all i got to say really yeah. now. That, um, wow, lots of really cool stuff then, yeah? Yeah. So, um, again, if, um, hopefully there's some themes that you could pull out yeah. of that. Um, if you need any help, um, reach out. Emma and I are here to, to help you. And um, if you're a football fan, tomorrow yes. <laughs> i know let's In find out <laughs> all right everyone thanks Take care. Bye Go well. Bye. till next time goodbye bye